Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, first you call 911, then you call Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, where they're going to get you the compensation you deserve. 800 747 800-747-3733. It's all happening. We got through the week, everybody. We did it. Give yourself a pat on the back. We made it to Friday. The weekend is here, everybody. We have all of our favorite sports all going on. You got the NBA. You got college basketball. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet online, your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today. Remember to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So. Week 11 of the NFL got going last night. You have the Baltimore Ravens. They crushed the Bengals. We'll get to that in a second. The Florida Panthers, five-game win streak over. All good things have to come to them. What are you going to do? You can't win every game. So the Panthers, they lose last night 2-1 at the LA Kings. They're back at it again tonight. Is that going to be a big game or not a big game? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it might be. All right? It's Friday. That means... I got to tell you what the big games are and what the not big games are. We got that coming up as well. Also, 
We're joined today. Now, you know we love having the comedians on the show. And right now at the Dana Beach Improv, our pal Brad Williams. He was on with us a couple days ago. If you miss Brad stopping by, you can go to the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives. Go back and listen. He joined us on Wednesday. Wednesday show, I believe it was. You can also go to the YouTube page if you want to actually see the conversation. YouTube.com slash Show. I upload all the interviews there. So, you can go check out Brad this weekend, excuse me, at the Dana Beach Improv. Next weekend at the Dana Beach Improv, Jared Freed is going to be there. Jared Freed's going to join the show today. Jared's going to stop by. We have not had him on this show yet. I'm looking forward to talking to him. So, Jared Freed, he's on Good Morning Football. Like, every week he hangs out with those guys on NFL Network. I'm excited to talk to him. So, Jared Freed's going to join us today. He is at the Dana Beach Improv Next weekend, my wife and I, I think we're going to go on Friday night. Early show, of course. You got to go early show. 10 p.m. is way too late. So he's going to join us today. Looking forward to chatting with him. But we'll start out here with your favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat. The Heat have won seven in a row. That's what I'm talking about. Last night, a 122-115 win over the Brooklyn Nets. They get a, a little bit of payback. As now 1-1, the season series, the Nets, it was one of those fourth quarter collapses early in the season. The Nets won the first game, and it was at Kaseya Center too. So the Heat win last night behind a huge performance from Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, look, you, you could talk all you want about the Heat are playing better right now because Tyler Hero's out. That's bullshit. The Heat are playing better right now. This isn't hard to figure out. The Heat are playing better right now, yes. They're getting healthier. They're getting guys back in the lineup. But look at Jimmy Butler. Look at their best player. Jimmy Butler last night, 36 points. I mean, he had 34 through three quarters. It isn't hard to figure out. The Heat aren't playing better because Tyler Hero's out. They're playing better because Jimmy Butler is in. And those first few games of the season, he treated like preseason. He didn't play in the preseason. The Heat are winning right now because of what Jimmy Butler is doing, and that's being their best player. They're not winning because Tyler Hero's out. Stop being stupid. So that's the first thing that I want to address as far as what's going on with your favorite little basketball team right now. I feel bad about Tyler Hero. They're winning. I, I feel bad about the conversation around Tyler Hero. They're winning right now because Highsmith, Robinson, Hawkes Jr., and most notably because of what Butler's doing right now. So... Caleb Martin made his return last night. He missed the last 10 games after playing in one. Minutes restriction, 12 minutes. But he's back. Hit a couple threes. Hawkes Jr. double figures off the bench. Played 33 minutes, man. Coach loves him. And look, Duncan Robinson, if they want to trade Duncan Robinson, I I, I guess they can because his trade value is is high again or it's the highest it's ever going to be. But... I don't want to trade Duncan Robinson. I want Duncan Robinson to keep doing what he's doing for the Miami Heat. And I already told you, Duncan Robinson has been here for six years. I mean, next to Bam, he's the longest tenured player on the team. It's Bam and then Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is the franchise all-time leader in three-point shooting. Duncan Robinson is an all-time great Miami Heat player. He's been here forever. Give him a little bit of respect. And I feel great for Duncan. Because he's back, man. And not only is he back, but this is the best version of Duncan Robinson we've seen. 26 points last night. He was 6 of 10 from 3. Jimmy led the way. Bam had 20 himself. Just a tremendous job. The Heat are really good. Like, so, I hosted Amber and Ian last night with Top Girl Amber Wilson. And I had the Heat game on at the same time. So, yeah, like, I'm... Well, so here was my setup. <laughs> Obviously, on the main computer here, I got the production screen. I got my connection with Bristol. And on, on the big TV here in the Zaslow Mansion studio, I, I have, I, I have the, the Heat game. And on my iPad, I had Thursday Night Football, Bengals and Ravens. So I'm paying attention to everything. And I was, I was pretty dialed into the Heat game while being able to do the show. If I was doing any other show... Like, remember, I was hosting NFL game day during the Dolphin game. Very difficult to keep track of what's going on with the Dolphins. And I had the red zone on anyway. 
very difficult to keep track. And when if I'm hosting with somebody else, I wouldn't be able to really pay much attention to the. But doing a show with Amber, I mean, it's second nature. So I could totally do a good show with her and also pay somewhat attention to what's going on in the Heat game. Thanks to anyone who hung out with us last night and listened to Amber and Ian. I thought it was a great episode, as always. I love doing shows with her. I'm super grateful that they're having me. Uh, not only that they're using me a lot, but that ESPN is putting me with her as often as they are. It's it's really great, and I'm super grateful. But the Heat last night, they're, they're really good, man. And the best part is that 1-4 start, like that feeling that you had. And I told you guys going into the season, I thought the attitude around the Heat was, it was too negative. All the Lillard stuff, and then, you know, the anti-Riley stuff, and the failing Jimmy Butler stuff, and it's just, why have, you gotta get over not getting Damian Lillard. Why have a negative attitude at the start of the season when you just came off an NBA Finals appearance? Be excited for the start of the season. But then, you're out to a 1-4 and four start. It's like, I don't really have, a, like, I, I look stupid having told you that and telling you to, to, to buck up, you know? I look stupid. But now, that start is so far behind us. Seven-game win streak, eight and four. And look, you could talk about, and, and the Celtics The Celtics look a cut above everybody else right now in the Eastern Conference, but everyone's on the 76ers tip, right? Heat are eight and four, Sixers are eight and three. So, just so thrilled with the start that the Heat have, I guess, recovered from, if you want to do it like that. But, yeah, so next up for the Heat, well, that it'll probably be a big game, not a big game. I don't want to spoil it for you. Next up for the Heat tomorrow, they're at the Chicago Bulls. Actually, back-to-back games Saturday and then Monday at the Bulls, who are terrible. But the Heat are, the Heat are good, man, and they're fun. They're back to the ball movement. They're able to score. I mean, he got off to a slow start offensively last night, and they still managed to score 122. And the Nets don't suck. Like, the Nets are a pretty average team, which their record would tell you exactly that. They're 6-6. Six and six. But the Heat right now, longest win streak in the NBA, seven consecutive wins, second longest win streak in the NBA right now, Houston Rockets, who started 0-3. They're now 6-3. and three. Excellent job, Ime Udoka is doing with the Rockets. And that's such a weird thing with Yudoka, right? Where the Celtics, you're not allowed to coach us anymore because of what you did. But, but you can go coach somewhere else. That that whole rationale is so stupid. But anyway, the Heat, 8-4, and four, seven consecutive wins. Great performance in front of the home crowd last night between Butler. And Butler's having fun out there. And bam, Duncan on fools. And Duncan Robinson... Training threes on fools. I can't wait for Tyler Hero to come back. I'm looking forward to it, man. So, we're in a great spot right now. I'm super happy about that. Last night, Thursday night football. We go into the game hoping, can the Bengals do us a solid? As Dolphin fans, we're rooting hard for the Bengals last night. We're rooting hard against the Ravens. And the the Ravens smoke them. They win 34-20. Joe Burrow leaves the game in the second quarter. And this is a big story. We'll get to that. But Joe Burrow leaves with a hand injury mid-second quarter. Ahead 10-7. And then it's like, yeah, now we're fucked. Because the Ravens have to win this game now. And they really need to win it going away. Which is what I said last night on ESPN Radio. They need to blow them out now. Because Bengals aren't going to be able to do anything. And the Ravens need this game coming off that loss last week. And they could essentially end... The Bengals season. The Bengals dropped to 5-5. Five and five. It didn't come without a price. Mark Andrews lost for the season. He got hurt early in the game. He's going to have ankle surgery. So both teams, short week. Andrews out for the year. Burrow, not sure what his status is moving forward. But the Bengals dropping to 5-5. Five and five. It kind of feels like they're done. The Ravens, though. So the Ravens improved to 8-3. and three. Now the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to murder the Raiders this weekend. Not just because, all right, Antonio Pierce, you're 2-0. Now, now it's time for a little come-back-to-earth moment, all right? Plus, the Dolphins coming off a bye. Dolphins are feeling as healthy as they felt all year, apparently. Jalen Waddle, Devon Achan could be back. 
You get all that time to rest up coming back from the trip in London. The Dolphins had to sit and stew on that loss. Not London, Germany. Have had to sit and stew on that loss against the Chiefs. Hearing everybody talk about them being frauds for two weeks. You know they're pissed off about that. And we know this Dolphin team is a different animal at Hard Rock Stadium. They're going to murder the Raiders this weekend. And I already told you, I'm trying to go to the game. I'll see you there, Dolphin fans. Dolphins play better when I'm in the building. I haven't been to a game yet this year. Dol- they hear I'm coming. Home team plays better. So that's what we going on. The, what, we, what we have going on this weekend for the Dolphins. But let's assume, let's assume the Dolphins win. All right, the Dolphins would improve to seven and three. Baltimore is already eight and three. Uh, eight and three. Does that make sense? Yeah, they haven't had a bye yet. So the Dolphins would essentially be a game back. They're one back in the win column. All right. Let's look at the schedules. And the re- why were we rooting so hard for the Ravens to lose last night? Dolphins play the Ravens in week 17. The Dolphins want to finish ahead of the Ravens because it's not just about winning the AFC East at this point. It, it's looking great for the Dolphins' chances to win the AFC East. But if you can get that second spot, getting the top spot's going to be hard because they lose the tiebreak against Kansas City. But getting that second spot affords you Two home games. You win the division, and you host a divisional round game. And if somehow the top seed, we're assuming Kansas City, loses, then you host the AFC Championship. Which, last time the Dolphins were in the AFC Championship, 1992, it was the same scenario. They were the two seed, the one seed lost, they hosted the AFC Championship game. And back then, you had a bu- the top two seeds each had a bye. The Dolphins played the San Diego Chargers in the divisional round. I was there. It was pouring rain. Dolphins beat the Chargers 31-0. Keith Jackson had it to... Man, Keith Jackson was good. But I remember, I was sitting way up in the upper deck. Me and my dad, we had our uh, our ponchos. Dolphins won 31-0. And they got to the AFC Championship game. They hosted it against the Bills. They lost 29-10. Mark, du- They're down 29-3. Mark Duper had a late touchdown to make it 29-10. Terrible. Last time, over 30 years ago... Last time the Dolphins were in the AFC Championship game. But, all right, I digress. The whole point is, can you get to that number two spot? Because that gets you two home playoff games. And as you're going to see this weekend, when the Dolphins murder the Raiders, getting home playoff games is the road to the Super Bowl for this Dolphin team. Now, let's assume the Dolphins win this weekend. They're a game back, essentially, of the Ravens. Well, not even a game back of the Ravens, because the Ravens... They're going to have a bye week coming up. You could pull even with them. Like, the Ravens are 8-3 and three now. If the Dolphins win this weekend, they're 7-3. and three. The key is, can you stay within a game of Baltimore? Because if you meet them in week 17 and you're a game back, okay, that's all right. Because you can make up that game yourself. So, if you're, if you're even with Baltimore, fine. If you're a game back of Baltimore going into week 17... That's also fine. The Ravens have their bye. Let's see. The Ravens play next week, week 12, and then they have their bye week 13. So the Dolphins will essentially be even with them. Can you stay within a game is the question. Here is each team's schedule leading up to week 17, Dolphins at Ravens. Baltimore at the LA Chargers. L.A. Rams, at Jacksonville, at San Francisco. So, definitely need a loss at San Francisco there. That's week 16 before they play the Dolphins. The Dolphins schedule after this game against Vegas. At the New York Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets, Dallas. You could lose one of them, is what we're saying, right? You want to be within a game. So you could lose one. If the Ravens, well, not even if the Ravens lose one. If the Ravens win all of those games, the Dolphins can lose one. All right? So, I mean, I don't think the Dolphins are going to lose any of those games. I really don't. At the Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets, Dallas. I I think the Dolphins win all of those games. But if you could, so I'm giving them a a lot of leeway, a lot of cushion. The key is, you need to stay within one game of Baltimore. Right now, 
they're even in the loss column, right? Let me just make sure. Let me make sure that sounds correct as far as the standings go. The Ravens, yeah, the Ravens have three losses, and the Dolphins have three losses. So that's what you need to look at. Can you stay within one game? If the Ravens don't lose another game, the Dolph up until week 17, the Dolphins can afford to lose one game. If the Ravens lose one game themselves, then you could afford to lose two games, which would be crazy for the Dolphins to lose two of those games that I just mentioned to you. So the key is, can the Dolphins get to that Week 17 game within one loss of Baltimore? Right now, they're even in the loss column. And that's super important because you want that number two spot. It's a really big deal. You know what else is a big deal? Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. I already told you, we're doing another tailgate this Sunday. Dolphins Raiders. I'm going to be on the State Tranquilo podcast. My man, the Tranquilo guy, Andre. I'm going to be on his podcast. I'm going to be on the State Tranquilo podcast. Talk Dolphins, a lot of Dolphins, maybe some heat. I don't know. I can't predict the future. I don't know what they're going to ask me about. But we're going to do like a live podcast kind of deal. I'm going to go on their show. I think we're going to be in the West Orange area, but lots of food. Are you hungry, Grill? Johnny Cuba. I'll tell you the exact location Sunday morning, but you can also check out on my Instagram. I, 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 I put out on the story how you could order in advance from Raul and Are You Hungry Grill. You can get some food. Drinks are on Johnny Cuba, but pay in advance $15, and you'll have food from Are You Hungry Grill. So I want you to come on by. Like I said, I'll give you the exact location in the morning. But Johnny Cuba, you could pick up your own six-pack of Johnny for the weekend. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco E. Moss. Always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. All right. So I'm very excited about this weekend. We're all excited. It's the weekend. Why wouldn't you be excited? But you're probably saying to yourself, Zazla, there's so much going on right now. I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game? Every Friday, you know how we do. And of course, big game or not a big game, always brought to us by the only insurance agency I endorse here on Zaslow Show 2.0, Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for 10 years now. And that's because I know with Brunt Insurance, I'm getting the most affordable coverage, I'm getting the best rate, and I know that my home is covered. I don't have to lay awake at night can't fall asleep because I don't know if I'm covered. God forbid something happens. When you call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204 or go to bruntinsurance.com, you're getting the most affordable care. You're getting the best coverage. They also do renters, condo insurance. There's so many options out there. The team at Brunt Insurance, they specialize in making all the confusing options crystal clear. Their fully licensed team is going to help you every step of the way. At Brunt Insurance, they specialize in finding the perfect policy for you. They're going to educate you on all your options. You're going to know the ins and outs of your policy. Also, I get my homeowners from Brunt Insurance, but if you're looking for car insurance, boaters insurance, motorcycle insurance, 954-589-2204 Bruntinsurance.com You support the sponsors who support the show I'm not recommending someone that I don't use myself Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Let's get after it Big game or not a big game Here's where we start Tonight 10pm Bally Sports Florida Your Florida Panthers at the Anaheim Ducks. That's right. The Panthers, they lose last night. Panthers played well. Kings were better. Kings goalie was better. Panthers lose last night 2-1, so it's the second night of a back-to-back. This is a tough spot for the Panthers, and you want to avoid back-to-back losses. Their five-game win streak was snapped last night, so they dropped a 10-5-1. The sign of a great team is always making sure you don't have losing streaks. Montour, Ekblad, they're day-to-day. They could be back at any point. They could return tonight. What a major boost that would be, especially since Josh Mahura got hurt last night. If you can get those guys back on the second night of a back-to-back and help out with some minutes, Panthers at Ducks. That's a big game. You know it. All right, tomorrow, 
12 p.m. ABC. Number 10, Louisville. At your Miami Hurricanes. ACC, Louisville, a ton on the line for them. The Miami Hurricanes, they stink. Everybody knows that at this point. I mean, what are you going to do? The Canes, 2-4 and four in the ACC. Louisville, 6-1. and one. They're number two right now in the ACC. So if they want to get to that ACC title game, you can't drop below two. They're looking forward to an ACC championship game against FSU. Can the Hurricanes play a little bit spoiler here? I don't know. Got to see. Number 10, Louisville at Miami. Not a big game. It's not a big game. The Canes, they stink this year. All right. Saturday, 6.30. The CW. What the hell is that on the CW? I mean, I know what the CW is, but the game's on the CW? North Alabama at number four, Florida State. The game's on the CW? I mean, is North Alabama even a Division I school? Anyway, I don't need to get into this. FSU, they're obviously going to murder them. This is not a big game. Moving on. Saturday, 7 p.m., pay-per-view. AEW Full Gear. That's right. Yesterday, if you missed Alex Marvez from AEW, also Sirius XM NFL Radio, did a little preview with him of AEW Full Gear. Go back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives, and you can check out Alex Marvez. But tomorrow night, AEW Full Gear, a great main event as MJF, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, Top Jew, defends the AEW world title against Switchblade Jay White, who confiscated the world title. So MJF is trying to recover his world championship. Also, I'm very into Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I think that match is going to be great. AEW full gear tomorrow night. That's a big game. Saturday, 7.30, ESPN, Florida Gators at number nine, Missouri. I mean, what is, I mean, is it a surprise season for Missouri? I think so. Mizzou having a very big year. The Gators stink. Can they play spoiler? The Gators 3-4 and four in conference. Missouri 4-2 and two in conference. Uh, they're not going to make the title game because they play in the SEC East, which, of course, is where Georgia is. But even if they play in the SEC West, that's where Alabama is. And both Georgia and Alabama are undefeated in conference. Nonetheless, Missouri is probably angling for one of the top bowl games. So tomorrow night, Florida at Missouri not a big game. You thought I was going in a different direction. You were wrong. It's not a big game. Gators stink this year. I'm sorry. Sorry, Gator fan. Look, why do I need to apologize to Gator fans? I went to school there. I'm a Gator alum. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Bally Sports Sun. Your Miami Heat at the Chicago Bulls. It's the first night of a back-to-back Saturday and Monday back-to-back games in Chicago. The Heat Seven wins in a row. Everybody knows that. The Bulls, they're 4-8. They suck. And this game is interesting because there's all kinds of trade rumors. Zach Levine, Alex Caruso. I don't know that Levine is a good fit for the Heat. Caruso would be a good fit for the Heat. But nonetheless, we're rooting for Bulls' losses because you want there to be an opportunity that opens up for maybe the Miami Heat to poach some of their players and maybe make a trade and add on. So that starts tomorrow night. Heat at Bulls. That's a big game. Yep, Zazla, how's it a big game? Bulls suck because the Heat are going for their eighth win in a row. That's how. Finally, got one more for you here. Big game or not a big game? Sunday, 1 p.m. CBS, Las Vegas Raiders at your Miami Dolphins. That's right. The Dolphin fan has had to sit and stoop for the last two weeks hearing all the nudniks on television talk about the Dolphins being a fraud. I'm looking for the Dolphins to put up a 40-piece on the Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce, enough out of you. This Raider team is trash. The Dolphins, it's going to be a track meet, and the Raiders are not going to be able to keep up. I'm thinking 42-17 Dolphin victory. Raiders at Dolphins. That's a big game. It's going to be a bloodbath. But it's still a big game, and that right there, courtesy of Brunt Insurance, 
954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com is another addition. A big game or not a big game. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right, you guys know we love having the comedians on the show. I mean, we had our pal Brad Williams with us a couple of days ago. Jared Freed is going to be here next week, all right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Dania Improv. I think we're going on the Friday show, but nonetheless, I've not seen Jared, and it's the first time that we're having him on the show, so we appreciate him hanging out with us. Jared, you're a regular now. On Good Morning Football. I watch Good Morning I, Football uh, uh, you know, often enough on NFL Network. How did that gig come about? It's a great gig. Uh, I have a blast. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, it's a pleasure to hang with you. I, I, Peter Schrager, during the pandemic, reached out over email, cold emailed me just to let me know that he loves my podcast. And he's a huge comedy fan. And he went down the rabbit hole that, you know, all of us go down when you're looking into something or someone. And he's like, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've become a fan of your comedy. And so from then on, we just kept in touch. He came on the show and was a guest and we've just been, he's like, he couldn't be a nicer guy. Couldn't be like a better, like hang and just like a great uh, dude. And then when my special came out on Netflix, he was like, come on the show and you know when i go on a show you you know bring the energy sing dance and dust let's have some fun and i know football enough and i also know that i'm not a football expert so i think like that's a fun thing for them is to switch up the show so i was like and at the end of the segment they were all like happy and laughing and i was like i was like i live down the street i'd come back anytime they're like how about you come back every other week i was like i'm down and then you know, I've tried to bring different segments every time, just something to like throw them off. Like, I just want to go on and like get them surprised and have them and like change the energy and, you know, change the energy of the show as far as like go from like you've been sitting here for three hours talking about, you know, how many receptions a receiver can get in the whole season. It's like, I'm sure that, you know, they were looking for something to like, you know, lighten the mood and be just like a little bit off center of football. So I, I think I kind of brought that for them. And it was like, it's a blast. I love doing it. What's the what's the best instance of you getting a message like that or meeting someone that you find out knows who you are and is a fan of your work? That one's pretty cool. Um, I had I got a message from uh Jeff Garland randomly on my website. That was kind of interesting yeah. and funny. Like I just randomly an email being like, I thought the special was hilarious. And like, you know, it's just a nice thing. I think like, you know, it's cool to know your celebrity a little bit. Like, you know, he probably knows like getting a message from him means a lot. It's, yeah. it's really nice to hear, you know, compliments of any kind. Like, I, I think, you know, it's funny. We live in a day and age where like, for some reason we've become incredibly bad at just being normal people and just saying a nice thing or <laughs> saying nothing at all. Sometimes saying nothing is very nice to do as well and not letting people know where they stand with you and how, Oh, uh, you know, I go after shows. Oh, my wife's a big fan. I didn't know about it, but now I'm here. And it was pretty good. I got a laugh. And you're like, cool dude. I don't know where to go with that. Now I have to carry that guy through a respectable, classy conversation. Like <laughs> sometimes I just feel like I'm putting people on my back to be classy. And it's like, I don't know what they're looking for, but sometimes people have that energy with a comedian where they just want to like, they want to put their dukes up and it's like, I don't have the energy to tell you the truth. I'd rather just give up. You know, you want to be funny, go for it. I just went on stage. I'm done. I'm exhausted. Well, I, I think, I, I think I run into a similar thing sometimes where if you meet someone like that regular person, who's a fan, it comes off that maybe they want you to be funny for them, but they I, I think they want to be funny for you, where right. I, I'll meet I'll meet someone and they'll ask me like, you know, hey, what do you think about the dolphins? And I'm they they don't they can hear my opinion on the dolphins every day on Zaslow Show 2.0. They want to give me their opinion on right. the dolphins. They've been waiting to spar with you. They want yes. to go up against you know, the, the the Brahma bull of dolphin stuff, you know, they want to yeah. show you, I know some dolphin stuff too. Yeah. And like, you know, I get it. I get where it comes from. It's just like, uh, like, you know, that's why, like, I think like a lot of comedians get a reputation for being miserable. It's like, yeah, we're getting you at an 11, you know, it's like, how about you bring it down to a six and we'll be cool. And everyone, and, they, and when they run into you or if, 
you know, if you if you go on a, a double date or something, there's probably this pressure to perform, right? Like they be right. funny for well, us, be our monkey tonight. I think if some it, that's the only the pressure only comes when someone says that to you. Like it just reveals what they said about you earlier. They're like, oh, he thinks he's funny. And it's like, when, when, and then you're out with someone, they go, when's the funny coming? And it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess you didn't buy it before you got here. I guess, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. You deal with like, here's the thing, especially with men. Um, I am very thankful that like the audience that likes me is uh, a lot of women like me, which is very easy and fun. And they come to party and have a good time. But a lot of male uh, ego is built on being funny. Like a lot of the, you know, a lot of what you stack yourself up on is being funny. So when you say I'm a comedian, it's weirdly an insult to people. It's like if you're just saying that's my job, people are like, oh, so you think you're funny? Tell me a joke. You know, oh, well really what does that mean and it's like it means nothing it means i don't care like i'll walk away i'm done it's like the thing that you want to do to get women i do it and people pay me for it right and i and listen i really don't you know yeah i don't and i don't want your woman i don't you know like i know i you can have a nice date night it doesn't have to be about me now you i know building into a successful comic is extremely difficult you come from a Jewish family. I come from a Jewish family. They want us to, our mothers want us to be doctors or lawyers or the president. So when, when you, <laughs> when, when my when parents you, didn't think that highly of me, they're, they're like, I don't know. He's more secretary of state material. But when you tell them, all right, I'm going to go through the grind and I'm trying to become a comedian. Was that a difficult sell? Yeah, I think because like, there's no thought of your kid being funny. Like, I don't think like a lot of like, you know, that's not like what you think. Like, oh, maybe oh this kid's hilarious. No parent thinks their kid's funny past the age of four. <laughs> you know, like, you know, kids say the darndest thing. It's not like teenagers say the darndest thing, you know, like. So I think it's always going to be a surprise. And it's also like what, um you know, especially like Jewish families, you know, the idea is like, how are you going to have a family? How's this going to be long-term? There's a lot of like logistical things that they're like, this doesn't yeah. make sense. You know, what do you, where do you get paid? How do you, how do you pay for health insurance? All the things that when you go into a creative career, you're, you're delusional enough to like put aside your parents sit on your shoulder and, and make sure that you have anxiety and your blood pressure goes up. So it's like, Oh yeah, I want to be a comedian. What about health insurance? What are you going to do about a job? What are you going to, are you going to retire ever? And it's like, Okay, get out of here. You know, like, why are you the ghost of Christmas future? It's horrific. So what was it like the first time that your parents decided to come to a show? I, it was interesting. You know, when the when you first start comedy, I, you're either, like, really weird or somewhat sexual. You know, or, you you know, you and that's, like, the easiest thing. You're looking to shock to try and get people to laugh. So, you know, I think that was... I give them a lot of credit, you know, looking back on it. Like I, they come to shows and they would sit in the back and they'd have fun. And, you know, I, my dad got it as far as an entrepreneurial thing. He was like, cause I kind of like the, when I started doing comedy, I was like, I'm just gonna be funny for money. I don't know how it's going to happen. I was like, cause I wasn't like a, I wasn't like hugging my George Carlin doll growing up. Like I, I you know, there's some people that are like that and I'm not like that. And I did improv, I did sketch, I did, I did everything. I, I, I kind of took it as like grad school. So my dad kind of saw that and was like, okay, you, you'll figure out what this is. Maybe you'll turn into writing or like production or whatever it is. And stand up kind of stuck. And then my mom was never like on board. She was like, this is stupid. I don't know what you're doing. And then I remember I was a few years in, she came to a show and I was bombing so hard. And then- <sighs> mid bomb my mom i just hear this huge laugh and it's my mom and she's <laughs> laughing at how hard i'm bombing and i look at the crowd i was like i was like uh yeah this is how bad a crowd you are the only one laughing is my mom and then they like died laughing at that and then went was back she laughing at how bad you were bombing or was she laughing to try and get everyone else to laugh she was laughing at how bad the bomb was like how unbelievably <laughs> and like how i was handling it because like there are, when you bomb, there's like two levels to a bomb, especially as you get better at comedy. There's like, there's the the making fun of the bomb where you like can feel like 10 people in on the joke where they're like, yeah, this is awful. And they like believe in you, but they like also are like something is off. There's just, this isn't going well. And, and 
and you kind of like you're thankful for those people as you're bombing you're like thank you for understanding like the third level of this like there's, there's this other thing going on and then yeah so that's like a fun laugh when it's like oh my god you see how horrible this is too like you know a bomb is people going what are you what is he doing like it's like they're offended by that you've even thought this was funny before well and sometimes i mean yes you can bomb but i've been at shows where i know the comedian is doing a decent enough job and the crowd just fucking sucks Right. Well, that's when you have to like be present, you know, like uh, that happens. I, you know, I did five spots last night at the comedy cellar and each crowd was a little different and it's a Tuesday, you know, I went on stage Tuesday on an eight o'clock show, a nine o'clock show, a 10 o'clock show an 11 o'clock show. And it's like when on a Tuesday night, there's a very different person that's out at eight, eight o'clock on a Tuesday night than there is at eight at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night. So like, you have to kind of acknowledge it. Like, the you know, the eight o'clock crowd, hey, it's date night. This is our big night out in the city. We're doing something different. We're out. We're having a couple of drinks. We're calm people. And then it's like, you get to 11 and like, they're a little weird. And it's like, they should be weird. Who goes out at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night? If you're an American, you then you just have no job or you're completely rich and kind of removed from everything. If you're foreign, then this is an ESL class for you, I guess. Like you just came <laughs> to learn the language, you know? So I, and you have to acknowledge that and it's going to be a little weird. Like, and then it's, you know, you go to the show on a Friday, that's date night. I made a plan. I got to get laid after this, you know, like don't fuck this up for me, dude. You know, like there's a, so I, I think if you like, acknowledge where you are in time and space you can come back from that and that, that's something that like you know i have fun with all the time like i just last night i was on stage and i did my opening joke and it went okay enough and i you know you're getting your levels I'm, that's what i always say like the first joke i'm just getting my levels i'm just figuring out what they are because that's you know i'm judging them like I, there's no thought of like Will this joke work? It's an opening joke. It's going to work. So if it doesn't or the levels of it and go, okay, they kind of stink or, oh, okay, they're pretty good. <clears throat> now also included in that ranking is they're too good, you know? So like you, uh, you get like the levels. So there was, I did the opening joke and it did okay. And then I looked to my right, this guy, his face didn't even like blink. And I just like look at him and I go, Hey man, how are you? Where are you? I go, I look at him, I go, where are you from, man? And he's like looking at me and I go, yeah, I'm talking to you. And he goes, I am from France. And I'm like, good. And I said to him, I go, good. I'm very happy. Um, now I'm not going to run into traffic because you didn't like my joke. Like I, now I realize you came here for just to be here. You came here to find a seat <laughs> and maybe to have a drink while people yell at you. I go, I wouldn't go to a show in France that was all French speaking, but you know, we have different vacation plans. So you're like, you're acknowledging the idea that like, okay joke went okay why is it oh there was yeah. a group on for french people yeah. you know so <laughs> does does killing feel better than bombing feels terrible it's the same to me bombing feels horrific killing feels like the best thing ever so they they, they they're equal and i was told that when i started like if you don't if you don't like, like if you kill and it doesn't feel like a fucking drug, I was told stop doing it. Like it's not worth it. It's never going to be worth it. You're never going to get out of this. What else you're looking for? Did you um, do? Can you remember the first time you felt like that? And you're like, I, I, I got, I got to do another show tonight. Absolutely, I bombed for the first month I tried this, and because I was doing so many different forms of comedy, because I was doing sketch and doing, like I told you, I was doing all the different comedies you know, sketch, improv, you know, um, stand up. And I was like, I got to see if this feels good. And I got that advice, like kill and then see how you feel. And I remember I went to an open mic a month in, like not really getting how to do it. And then a month and I went to an open mic at Otto's Shrunken Head, which is in like the East Village. They had, in the, they had a midnight open mic on a Saturday night. And I brought my buddy from high school who knew I was doing this and he was like out that night and he's like what are you doing I was like I'm going to this midnight Saturday open mic and I'm 25 and I'm like you know like most people are out like trying to meet chicks and going out and trying to like do shit and I'm at this open mic with my notebook <laughs> and I remember 
he's like, I want to come. I got nothing. You know, my night's over. And I was like, okay. And he came and met me and I, I crushed. I had the, the, I was the first time I ever done that. And I, we like, and it's funny because we kind of looked at each other like we were in like, you know, like a coming of age movie. And we're like, Oh my God, that was crazy. Like we both were surprised by what just happened. And I remember we were like, let's get fucked up. We got to go like, we got to keep it going. And at that point you find out why, you know, so many comics have substance issues. You're like, okay, this is maybe a problem. You know, this is, you got to figure out how to handle that. But yeah, that was definitely the first one. Get right back to the conversation in a second, guys. But let me tell you about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse on Zaslow show 2.0, because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that guaranteed car shopping experience, no anxiety, getting the best deal possible, just a relaxing environment. You walk through the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You can see the building from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit, and at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to find the vehicle that you're looking for, plus... Maybe you're not even looking for a new car. Maybe you just want your current car to get serviced. Well, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru services all makes and models. That's right. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know you're covered. And right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payment for three months, and make zero security deposit. So we're talking no more payments the rest of this year. No payments through the holiday season. You can't beat that. For more details, go to nflsubaru.com, nflsubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. I love hearing about, uh, and again, Jared Free, Dana Beach Improv next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. DanaBeachImprov.com. You can get your tickets. My wife and I are going to be there. I think we're going on Friday. Uh, I love hearing, especially since you're based out of New York City, I love hearing stories about comedians like yourself getting bumped by the really, the really, really (laughs) huge comedians. Do you have have a good story like that when you were younger, first starting out, and you got bumped? Uh, Younger, I still get bumped. Um, You know, sitting here, I, you know, I don't have... (sighs) bumped i have so i do all the clubs in new york uh the comedy seller is like home to me and when i started the comedy seller i started hosting there um and when you host that's cool because you get to bring on stage the big names and you get to like feel what that is you get to see people like because when the comedy seller the reason it's so popular right now is that like any night anyone can show yeah and it's um and that's the truth so people go in the back of their head maybe someone shows up and you know you go and and when someone does show up you see like the happiness people have that they have not just that they're going to see the person perform, but from my view, vantage point, they seem just happy that they have the story to tell. Like I got the thing that I can go be like, you're not going to believe what happened. Guess who showed up? Oh my God. And so I brought legitimately most people on stage to see that. And, you know, Louis CK obviously gets a big, big pop and, um kevin hart was just through the other night he gets huge pops um chappelle obviously the one that was funniest to me um that was like the the one i didn't expect is uh i um, and i'm i'm blanking on his name i i i was hosting and i'm on stage and it gets really loud um in the back of the room and I'm at the village underground. The comedy seller has the regular seller, the village underground, and then two other rooms in the fat black pussycat. So I'm at the village underground. They got music. It's their biggest room. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on stage. It starts getting so loud in the back. And I, and I'm like trying, and I think it's the crowd. So I'm like, Hey guy, you know, I'm trying to like negotiate this. And this is when I was hosting. And so I get the crowd a little bit calmed down, but it's really loud towards the door. And I'm like, it's, it's where the comedian sits. So I'm like, 
someone really came in and made a fucking commotion. And I bring the next comic on stage and then I come off. I'm like wondering what happened. And it's Tracy Morgan. And he had just landed in his private jet with like legitimately 12 people by his side. Like it's like Tracy Morgan and crew Mm -hmm. and the comics on stage. And they, they're just like hanging in the back as if it's like a restaurant. And you're like, and it was like, and Tracy's, one of the just the funniest people alive and so then i'm like so we light the comic that had just gone up and i go on stage like to bring up tracy and people are even like looking back the comic that's on stage is like what's going on you know like he's like so i go on stage and i go okay uh every now and again we get a special guest tonight's one of those nights i give it up for tracy morgan and people reacted like because I think they don't in your list of people who might show up, he's not on the list, even though he is a big deal. Sure. You know, and and he, I think he was also like just coming back from like, you know, the bus incident and all that stuff. People went legitimately fucking nuts. And I'll never forget it because then he hugged me for a solid 10 <laughs> Mississippi. Like, and he just held on. He wouldn't let go. And I'm like trying to get away from him. And it's just like a ten, count 10 Mississippi. And yeah. that's how long he hugged me for on stage. And then I got off stage and he was hilarious. But that, I, that's the one I remember the pop, you know? I, I want to come to the comedy cellar the next time that I'm in New York City because like, and I've read the rules and stuff and everything. Because, and this this happens everywhere now. I think people's behavior is so poor these days. Just yeah. so poor. And, you know, hopefully you don't run into it, you know, like the Dania Beach Improv next week. But man, like, <laughs> people's behavior sucks. And I feel like if someone is not behaving properly at the Comedy Cellar, they yank you the fuck out. Yeah, they, they move pretty quick there. But, you know, there's different forms of being rude. And that's the problem is like, you know, everyone comes to a comedy show, especially a stand-up show, thinking it's going to be something different. As weird as that sounds, it's getting less like that now. But like, if you go to a stand-up show, someone thinks it's going to be improv. It's going to be, you know, oh, they're going to talk to us. They want to make fun of us. They want to roast me. You know, everyone comes in and then you, it becomes apparent very quickly or it should what it's going to be. The seller will take you out of there pretty quick, but you know, if you're just, chit-chatting at your seat some people come in there and they're like they start talking like it's applebee's sucks and you're like i and you go i don't understand what you thought this was going to be i had a woman she yelled at me the other night and it happens you know there's nothing you can really do to prepare for that um she yelled at me asking i just finished it was a late show it was a monday night i think or yeah sunday or something and she yelled like a question, but like, and it's like, that's crazy to begin with. Like, it's just crazy. I, I, but you can't get inside the mind of a murder, you know? So she asked a question about my, my, my set. And like the people who were listening were like, that's just dumb. And I go, that's, I go, you are the worst listener <laughs> I have ever come across. And she's like fighting back on it. And like, then what happens is because like, I'm going to be better than anyone that yells at me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, would they, they get embarrassed and then they want to like yell you down. So that's, what's hard. It's like, I don't mind if someone's rude during a show because I do understand, like you can forget yourself. You, you know, it happens. I, I get it. I mind when someone can't just take the L and just be like, okay, I got made fun of laugh it off. My bad. Like my favorite audience members, are the ones that like forget themselves yell out and you're like make fun of it and i'm making fun of it i'm not trying to like make them feel badly like that's crazy you know like i just want them to like hear the message of like this was a crazy moment you just created <laughs> and the, w- the way that it was also explained to me too from other comedian friends is because of all the clips on social these days right guys don't want to give away their their set so everyone's posting crowd uh, right. uh, interaction. And so some of these people believe that, oh, I, I, this is all I see on social. I'm supposed to yell <laughs> things and interact with the comedian. And you're not really. I've heard that theory a lot lately. I don't know. You know, I don't really, 
I think people are smarter than that. I would, I, you know, I would hope like the, I, I understand, like you see these things on social media, like most of them are to highlight like a weird moment. Like, and I do understand comics don't want to like lose their material. So they're putting out crowd work. And I, I think you have to be selective of what you're going to put out there. Like someone yelling at you, if it's like extreme, yeah, that's fun to put out that if you like made it funny, if you're like having a conversation with someone and it turns into this funny moment, yeah, that's fun. But if it's just like nothing, like I think we have to be better like arbiters of like what should go online and not. But I I don't know. I, I think um, if your whole thing, I think that happens more if a comedian like goes on the road, it's like their show and all their stuff is just crowd work stuff. It happens for them. Mm-hmm. So if like they got a fan base based on I put out these clips that people yell at me, then yeah, that's going to happen for them. But I, I, I think like at the cellar more or less, like it's not like every show is just this like town hall meeting, you know, (laughs) Jared Freed every other week, like you said, good morning football. The show is terrific. And then I, I noticed Jared, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. And he's on good morning football uh, pretty often. So every other Friday, Dania beach improv next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you have a special that's out on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix right now. It's called 37 and Single. It's there waiting for people. Watch it anytime. Share it with a friend. Yeah. Appreciate you joining us today. Thanks a lot, Jared. We'll see, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Thank you. Make sure you say hello. This was awesome. Thank you. Excellent job by Jared Freed. Again, next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two shows, two shows, one show. Dana Beach Improv. And yeah, I think we're going on Friday and I'm looking forward to seeing him. He was very good. And you can check him, of course, on Good Morning Football. Like he said, every other Friday. That's uh, that's not where I discovered him. But yeah, I was like, oh, cool. He's also a sports fan. Yeah, let's get him on the show. I'm going to go see him when he's down here. Anyway, I got to always tell you guys, if you're looking for that great sleep, if something's missing in the bedroom, you know what I'm talking about. It's Sheets and Giggles. That's right. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. You'll get 20% off. Check out your first order. But when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're not going to have to think about where you're getting your bed sheets ever again because we're now talking the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets made from eucalyptus trees. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. They sell eucalyptus mattresses. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. We're all getting the best sleep of our lives now. We're staying cool, we're staying comfortable, and we're taking care of the environment. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans, just like the Zaslow family, that sleeps on Sheets and Giggles and never goes back. Sheetsgiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow at checkout. 20% off your first order. And then do some more shopping because right now they have the annual fall sale going on. There's discounts all over Sheetsgiggles.com. Zaslow is the promo code to use your first time at checkout. 20% off your first order. Sheetsgiggles.com. Get the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles. Soft, cool, the most breathable sheets you're ever going to have. Sheetsgiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. That's how we will wrap the week up. First up, so how about this? This is a big story, all right? It's... Yo, wait to see what the NFL is going to do about this because this is not about to go away. So Joe Burrow left the game last night with a hand injury. And then photos surface of Joe Burrow during the week wearing a cast. Why is this an issue? Well, he wasn't on the Bengals injury report. The NFL's in bed with, with legalized gambling now. And if you got teams that are not reporting injuries, this is a major, major deal. So here's Adam Schefter tweeting out this morning. The NFL is investigating why the Bengals did not list QB Joe Burrow on their injury report when the team posted a picture of him wearing a device on his wrist Wednesday night, and he appeared to be hampered by the injury early in the Thursday night game that he later left, the league confirmed today. The initial picture of Burrow wearing a device that looked like a soft cast on his thumb was posted by the Bengals only to be deleted later. The NFL routinely looks into matters of compliance with the injury report policy and will do so in this instance as well. Teams can be fined or even potentially lose a draft pick. This is a big deal because this looks like one of those instances they're going to be heavily fined and maybe lose a draft pick. Yep, 
when you're in bed with gambling, even legalized gambling, you have to have everything on the up and up. And the Bengals are going to get a severe penalty in this one. It's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? So yesterday, Steve Kerr, coach of the Warriors, he met with the media, and here he gave his reaction and his thoughts on Draymond Green's suspension. He definitely took it too far. Um, I didn't have a problem with him getting Rudy off of Clay because, you know, the rule of thumb is you don't put your hands on another player on the other team. You you take you get your own guy. And so I thought Rudy was wrong for putting his arms on Clay, regardless of his uh, intentions. Um, so I had no problem with Raymond getting him off of him, but he's got to let go. And he hung on for six, seven seconds. And uh, it was a terrible uh, visual for the league, for Draymond, for everybody. So Draymond was wrong. Um, he knows that. Um, it's a bad look. The, the five games is deserved. And, um, you know, we move forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm going big deal here. I mean, it's nice that Steve... Like, Steve Kerr definitely said all the right things there, but I also think part of the reason that Steve Kerr was, you know, the suspension is warranted, it's inexcusable, all that stuff was because he embarrassed himself after the game, sticking up for Draymond and talking about how Rudy Gobert grabbed Klay Thompson by the neck, and, like, there's video evidence that it's not at all what happened. I thought Steve Kerr embarrassed himself the other night, I think he tried to make up for it yesterday with the reaction. But, uh, yeah, what else can you say at this point if you're Steve Kirk? Obviously, it's inexcusable. I think the I think the NBA got it right. I think five games, a big suspension. It is. I thought that five would be appropriate, but I thought they would give him three. I was surprised that they gave him the five. Now, I, I know Jay Williams on it. Well, you know, it's one of my colleagues, ESPN. I know Jay Williams went on television, thought the, the NBA was light. Amber Wilson thought the NBA was a little light, too. Jay Williams thought they should have given him 10. That's a that's a really big suspension, 10 games. He didn't throw a punch. I mean, yes, he put him in a chokehold, which I guess can be as dangerous. You know, he he was one arm moving away from that being the million-dollar dream. They were putting Rudy Gobert in. But I think five games is a pretty stiff suspension. I think the NBA got it right there. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Duncan Robinson? I feel so good for my man Duncan. Duncan Robinson yesterday. How about this quote? I feel like there's a weight off my shoulders a little bit. Just be myself, have fun, play free, just to be aggressive. This team, this coaching staff gives me the green light, which makes it easy on me. It's a big deal because Duncan Robinson, this version of Duncan Robinson, not just hitting threes, but doing other things as well, that's a big difference maker for the Heat. That's why they gave him the contract they gave him. I'm going big deal. I'm so happy for Duncan. Big deal or not a big deal? Yesterday... Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. The Oakland A's, they got the green light to move to Vegas. That doesn't mean it's necessarily happening. I mean, it probably will. But MLB gave them the green light, and here's Scott Van Pelt's reaction. I love Vegas, but man, do I hate this for Oakland. They went through with the Raiders and now this, and I can't even imagine how horrendous next year will be. For the team and for its fans, it's like living in the same house when you're already divorced. Ownership has done all it could do to make this positively awful. They raised prices on tickets, including a single game increase to the reverse boycott game last year when fans turned out in the largest numbers of the season in protest to the potential move. They've allowed the dilapidated stadium they planned to further deteriorate. They put a 110 loss team on the field and now they are leaving. But first, hey, everybody, enjoy a lame duck season. Last year's attendance in Oakland, 832,352, lowest in the league by a lot. Why would a single person, even if they love this team and have their whole life, why would anyone give a single dollar to this ownership after this? Obviously, it's a big deal. I feel bad for A's fans. It's, I mean, I pray to God, I pray to Hashem every day. Don't ever take one of my sports teams. I don't know how that would happen, but for a while, the Marlins, it could have happened. Even the Panthers, it could have happened. It's, it's obviously the worst thing that could ever happen if you're a sports fan. I feel bad for those Oakland A's fans. I feel bad for the second time Oakland is losing a team to Vegas. So that's a big deal, obviously. And that right there is another addition. A big deal. Not a big deal. We did it, everybody. We got to the weekend. Yes.
Thanks to everybody who listened to every show this week. I know you guys never miss an episode. If you ever do, go back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives and check out everything you missed. And that missed. And then, you know, that's good for the algorithm. Make sure you, you like, you rate, you comment. And then I get all the monies. I don't know how the algorithm works, but that, that'll be a good thing for me, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. Hey, today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. We're going to have a reaction to AEW Full Gear Sunday. We'll have an episode this weekend, our usual episode of It's Still Real to Me. We'll do reaction from AEW Full Gear, so make sure that you, you check that out. And, we'll t- I, hey, thanks to everybody behind the scenes. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to not thank you guys. I can't put the show together without all of your hard work. And, of course, thanks to you guys for listening. I appreciate you forever. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.